What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to give you our winners of the weekend in SEC Week 10. Also, who depressed us the most? Was it Tennessee or Alabama? And we'll give you the latest AP poll rankings as the SEC makes some noise. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Locked LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at lockedonsec.com. Let's jump into it as we do this time each week. Let's do our winners of the weekend. Winner. And now, your winners of the weekend. Real winners win. And we have to start with the Georgia defense. What an absolutely dominant performance by the Georgia defense versus number one Tennessee in Georgia's 27-13 win. They held the Vol run game to just 2.2 yards per carry. That's 42 carries for 94 yards. They kept Heisman hopeful, Hendon Hooker in check, holding him to just 195 yards passing on 23 completions, less than six yards a completion. And they held one of the best scoring offenses in the country without a touchdown until very late in the fourth quarter. Athens was rocking. That stadium was super loud. And Georgia showed there's still a step up from Tennessee. Georgia uh, Georgia racked up six sacks led by Javon Bullard, Jalen Carter, Keely Ringo had an interception of Hooker, Jalen Wright fumbled, fumbled, and Hooker fumbled, Malachi Starks led the way with 10 total tackles, and one of the best scoring defenses got even better, giving up just 10.8 points per game on the season. That's second in the nation, slightly behind Illinois. Man, what a win for Georgia dominating performance next up for Kirby Smart's bunch it's a road trip out to Starkville but man are they looking good the reigning national champs still really good still undefeated another winner of the weekend how about Brian Kelly first year LSU head coach Brian Kelly made some bold decisions down the stretch of Saturday night's game and earned his first career win over Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide, along with his quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Kelly helped uh, lead his team to a victory, something that was hard to even envision uh, that they would have a chance to beat Alabama in year one. But Jaden Daniels ran for 25-yard touchdown in overtime, and rather than kick the extra point and go to double overtime, Daniels found Mason Taylor on a do-or-die two-point conversion that was good. Brian Kelly said, if you asked me before the game started, hey, I'm going to give you one play, and if you're successful in that one play, you're going to beat Alabama, I would have taken it 100 times out of 100. Alabama was favored by nearly two touchdowns. They lose in Tiger Stadium for the first time since 2010. And look at the 15th-ranked LSU Tigers, who seized control of the SEC West on Saturday night. 
with 30, uh, the 32-31 win over number six Alabama, and now they're in the driver's seat. You know, we were thinking if Alabama won that game, Alabama Ole Miss this weekend would be for the rights to the SEC West. Not so fast. LSU beat Ole Miss. They beat Alabama. They beat Auburn. They beat Mississippi State. They're in the driver's seat in the SEC West, and Man, if they take care of Arkansas and Texas A&M, we could be talking about, or we will be talking about, LSU versus Georgia in the SEC Championship. And again, I go back to it all the time, the voting at SEC Media Days. We just, the media always seems to get it wrong. And more often than not, everybody just votes Alabama in, and many times uh, they get the matchups wrong. And, and there's a team that sneaks in there that nobody's expecting and that could be LSU this year. So, congrats to Brian Kelly. What a win for LSU on Saturday night. I know Death Valley was rocking, and a lot of people may have been wrong on Brian Kelly, particularly in his first year. He has hit the ground running there at LSU. Unbelievable. And you know, maybe we could be talking about, in a couple weeks, what's LSU got to do? They got the two losses to Tennessee and the missed extra point week one to Florida State. The two losses, you know, what do they have to do? Are they in the playoff picture? Obviously, if they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, is that enough to get them into the playoff? We'll have plenty of time to discuss that in the coming weeks. Another winner of the weekend. How about the Florida offense? The Gator offense came into College Station on Saturday, ready to play as Florida upset Texas A&M 41-24. Gators put up almost 500 yards of total offense as Anthony Richardson threw for two touchdowns ran for two touchdowns, and Florida totaled almost 300 rushing yards against the Aggies. Richardson looked a lot like that week one Richardson, that impressive win over Utah, and he was impressive in this one. The Gators outscored the Aggies 21-0 in the second half to run away with this one. It was kind of a score fest early on in the game before the Gator defense stepped up their play in the second half, and now the Gators might be feeling better about themselves. Sitting at 5-4, and four, they play South Carolina at Vandy and at Florida State to run out their schedule. Eight wins, not out of the realm of possibility, but they'll have to play more like they did this past weekend down the stretch. But a good win for the Gators in a tough environment. We know the Aggies are struggling. More on them in a little bit. Another winner of the weekend, I threw Will Levis in here. Nice bounce-back game for him after that game in Knoxville a week ago where he threw three interceptions. This week, in the 21-17 win over Mizzou, he threw three touchdowns, no interceptions. Kentucky rode Chris Rodriguez for 112 yards rushing, but it was Levis connecting with Dane Key and Jordan Dingle on some touchdown passes that gave Kentucky what they needed for the win. Of course, a controversial special teams play on a botched punt uh, helped go in Kentucky's favor in this one. We'll get to more on that later, but the Cats improved to 6-3 and three overall to become bowl eligible with the victory. Kentucky... It's bowl eligible for a school record seventh straight season. Mark Stoops doing a fantastic job there. Next up, three straight home games to finish out the year for Kentucky. They'll play Vandy this weekend, then it's Georgia, and then they finish off the season with Louisville. So, um, see what the Wildcats can do to finish out their season. Another winner of the weekend, I got Will Rogers, who broke Dak Prescott's Bulldogs career passing yards and touchdown records in the first quarter of their win over Auburn this past weekend. Mississippi State outgained the Tigers 370 to 331, almost exclusively with the passing game. Rodgers was 42 of 59 for 357 yards, three touchdowns with a pick. 
And again, he surpassed Dak Prescott's school record in touchdowns. Now has 73 touchdowns in his 31 games played. He also broke Dak's passing yards record. Sits with 9,627 yards. Win for the Bulldogs. Sealed a bowl game appearance for the 13th straight season for them, which continues uh, what's a school record streak of bowl eligible uh, streaks for Mississippi State. And l- lastly, of our winners of the weekend, I've got South Carolina in here. The Gamecocks were without their running back, Marshawn Lloyd, but the rest of their guys got it done as they ran for 208 yards as a team. Spencer Rattler threw for three touchdown passes, and the Gamecocks beat Vandy 38-27 to in Nashville. Antoine Wells had a nice game with 100 yards and two touchdowns. It was a much-needed bounce-back game for Shane Beamer's bunch after that disappointing loss against Mizzou a week ago. They now sit at 6-3 overall. They do have a tough remaining slate. They play at Florida, home for Tennessee, before going to Clemson. So, you know, look, if you lose these three, you get to 6-6. Six and six. It's not bad. You're going bowling, but not what the fan base wants. They want to take a step forward and see if they can find a way to beat one of these teams in the next couple weeks. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll give you who depressed in SEC Week 10, that coming your way in just a second. But I want to remind you, of course, about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You just go to their website, you add your uh, job posting and the purple hiring frame, to your LinkedIn profile, that'll spread the word that you're hiring, and they got simple tools on there like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you could quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Going along here, Locked On SEC, and we gave you who our winners of the weekend were. Now it's time to get to who depressed us this weekend, and well, we got to start with the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee, special season that they've been having came to a screeching halt in Athens over the weekend. As the Vols lose 27-13 at Georgia, it was Tennessee's lowest scoring total of the year. Lowest offensive output, not even racking up 300 yards of offense. Jalen Hyatt was held to one of his lowest receiving days of the year. Hendon Hooker threw for his lowest uh, yard total all season. And it was the first time all year Hendon Hooker was held under 200 passing yards. And his first game uh, of the season was held without a touchdown pass. Vols are going to look to rebound this Saturday against Mizzou. But man, what a wake-up call that was for the Vols. Everybody thought this was going to be a close game. We thought it would be fun to watch. We thought Tennessee had a chance. Georgia still pretty damn dominant in all phases of the game. So, again, Tennessee, don't hold your hang your heads. Rebound. Run off some wins here and uh, find yourself in a very nice bowl game and feeling good about the future under Josh 
Hypel. Let's uh, take a look at another one of our depressed of the weekend. How about Alabama? We talked about it in the offseason. This Alabama schedule this year was just loaded with tough road games, and you wondered how Alabama would persevere. They eked out a one-point win at Texas. They were close with Arkansas for a bit before pulling away there. They lost at Tennessee two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and now they lose at LSU 32-31 on a two-point conversion. It's weird because if you just looked at the box score, Alabama did a lot of good things. Jameer Gibbs ran for 99 yards. Bryce Young threw for over 300 yards. Ja'Cory Brooks, 97 yards and a touchdown. And then you look at the Bama defense, they filled up the stat sheet. Six sacks, Dallas Turner with a sack and a half, while Anderson with a sack. They outgained LSU by 100 yards. But Bama had a costly turnover, and LSU did not. Of course, the, the penalty bug keeps killing Alabama. Nine penalties for 92 yards. They continue to be one of the more penalized teams. And the road does not get any easier for Alabama. Their last road game is this coming Saturday, but it's in Oxford facing number 11 Ole Miss. It is going to be a tough, tough game. And again, Alabama, what is going on there? We're used to, you know, maybe they slip up and have one regular loss, regular season loss, but they usually rebound and play much better down the stretch. I don't know what's going on with this Alabama team this year, but their second regular season loss, and see if another one comes this weekend at Old Miss. Another depressed of the weekend. I've got Arkansas here. I kept saying last week to beware of this sneaky good Liberty team led by Hugh Freeze. And man, did they come to play as Liberty beat Arkansas and Fayetteville 21 to 19. KJ Jefferson threw two interceptions. Rocket Sanders, leading rusher in the SEC, he was held to just 60 yards rushing. Jefferson had uh, found Trey Knox for a jumping touchdown reception with. A minute 11 left to, uh, to go to pull Arkansas within two. Jefferson took a shotgun snap up the middle in the ensuing two-point conversion attempt, but he was stuffed at the goal line. The ball made it over, but only after his knee had touched the ground as they looked at the replay for several minutes. And booze came down from the stadium. The win was Hugh Freeze's first in Fayetteville after he spent two seasons uh, as an assistant at Ole Miss and five more as a head coach. Euphrey said it might have been the biggest win of his career. Arkansas, Sam Pittman, that's well, one of his uh, worst losses since he's been in Arkansas. And now number 23, Liberty. Uh, they picked up their first win over an SEC school just five years after coming into the FBS level. You have to wonder, did maybe that win turn some heads over at Auburn when it comes to Hugh Freeze? Did they look at that and say, ah, okay, Hugh Freeze still got it. Maybe we should consider him for the head coaching job at Auburn. We'll see. Plenty of weeks to, to still discuss that and talk about the Auburn opening. But uh, needless to say, a once promising start to the year for, for Arkansas. They've had some head-scratching losses along the way. And this one, very, very disappointing. And look, give, give props to Liberty. They're a good team. But that's a team Arkansas should have beaten. They should have been able to just run it down their throats with Rocket Sanders. And KJ should have had a nice day. And... They should have won by at least two touchdowns, but had tipped the Liberty. Another disappointed of the weekend. I'm throwing the Mizzou special teams in here. A botched punt snap was the difference for the Kentucky Wildcats, escaping with a 21-17 win over Mizzou on Saturday. 
lining up for a punt on fourth and four from their own 41-yard line with two and a half minutes left to go. Kentucky long snapper Drew Perry uh, sailed the snap over the head of punter Colin Goodfellow, who chased the loose ball down at the four-yard line. Goodfellow managed to grab the ball, turn back upfield, and kick it away just as he was tackled by Missouri linebacker Will Norris. Well, a flag immediately came in, and after a discussion, they penalized Norris for roughing the punter, determining that Goodfellow had remained within the tackle box and by resuming a punting motion had maintained the protection of a punter. Goodfellow was injured on the play, was carted off the field, but the play enabled Kentucky to run all but 38 seconds off the clock and basically lock up the win for themselves. Eli Drinkwitz, well, he didn't agree with the explanation from the refs. Uh, he said how a guy could still be a protected punter 50 yards down the field and how guys are supposed to know that they can't tackle him. Well, that's beyond me. So, <laughs> Eli Drinkowitz, obviously with some tough words. I'll, I'll admit, I didn't know that either. I mean, have a botched snap that goes over the punter's head. He runs back to go get it and then punts it. And if you hit him, it's still roughing the punter as long as he's inside the tackle box, even if it's halfway down the field, <laughs> you know, behind the line of scrimmage. Crazy. And I thought, all right, fumble, anything goes, but... Not quite uh, the rule there. Another depress of the weekend. Texas A&M Aggies, what are we going to do with you? Jimbo Fisher doing an awful job at Texas A&M. As the Aggies fell to Florida and College Station 41-24, Aggies took their sixth loss of the season, dropped to 3-6 and six overall, 1-5 and five in the SEC. It has been a mighty fall for a preseason top 10 team. The Aggies, they were dealing with a flu outbreak and had several players out in this one they had to turn back to quarterback Haynes King who was a mixed bag as he's been through much of this season Devon A. Shane had a nice day with 122 rushing yards Evan Stewart had 120 receiving yards but the Aggies lose again and they now have to win out if they even want to get bowl eligible next up they travel to Auburn then they host UMass, and then they host a top 10 LSU team to finish out the season. If this season keeps getting bad, and by that I mean, what if they lose to Auburn this weekend? Could those Aggie boosters truly consider that insane buyout to get rid of Jimbo? We'll see. It doesn't sound like they will, but uh, it seems like it could be a possibility uh, if things continue to de deteriorate in College Station. Another deep press of the weekend. Look, I'm putting Auburn in here. They lost their fifth consecutive game, and this was the first under interim head coach Cadillac Williams. Of course, they fired Brian Harson a week ago. But Auburn's Anders Carlson missed a 38-yard field goal attempt uh, wide right to start overtime before they went on to lose to Mississippi State 39-33 in overtime. Auburn did show a lot of fight in this one. I'll give them credit. They were trailing 24-6 at the half. They ran off 27 second-half points, but wasn't meant to be. Robbie Ashford, he did show off his running ability, going over 100 yards rushing with a couple of touchdowns. But like we said, Auburn has now lost five in a row, has lost six of their last seven, and with the lone win in that stretch was that Mizzou game that they should have lost too. So next up, they will host the Aggies. Then Western Kentucky, uh, Western Kentucky 
and then they will go on to play Alabama uh, to finish off a tough season. But again, kudos to showing the fight you did, Auburn, and Kellogg uh, Williams maybe a, a good head coach one day. Lastly, in our depressed category, I've got Vanderbilt in here. Vandy just doesn't have enough weapons. Ray Davis looked good at running back. Uh, Will Shepard. Always consistently good at wide receiver. Quincy Skinner had a nice game at wide receiver, too. But Vandy lost a home game to South Carolina, 38-27. They fall to 3-6 and six overall. They're once again winless in the conference at 0-5. And, and for Clark Lee being a defensive-minded coach, Vandy gives up some of the most yards of any team in college football. They're dead last in the SEC in yards given up per game at 472. And there are only six teams in FBS that are worse than that. Vandy right near the bottom. They will try to find a win on the rest of their schedule. They're at Kentucky, home for Florida, and home for Tennessee. I just don't see another win there. And this could be a 3-9 uh, and nine type year for Vandy. As we got all our hopes up in those first couple weeks where they were looking like a much improved team. Thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll give you the latest on the AP poll and the movement with the SEC schools there. But first, I want to remind you about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information and live betting up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. I was just looking at my email and yeah, we just got uh, the latest college football lines from BetOnline going into this weekend. And let me see here, looking at some of the SEC schools, they got Tennessee as a 21-point favorite against Mizzou already. LSU a 2.5-point road favorite at Arkansas. And Kentucky around a 17.5-point home favorite at uh, or hosting Vanderbilt this weekend. So just some of the lines they got up over at BetOnline. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device and learn more. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Continue on here, Locked On SEC. And before we uh, wrap things up, we got to get into the uh, latest AP poll rankings as uh, there's been some movement out there when you look at uh, the rankings and obviously some big wins, some big losses in the SEC this past weekend. So let's dive into it as Georgia uh, really looked like the number one team in the country as the AP uh, held them there with TCU climbing up four spots or climbing up to the number four spot. Alabama dropping all the way to number 10. Still top 10, Alabama is. But Georgia had their strongest support of the season, manhandling Tennessee. They got 62 of the 63 first place votes from the media panel. Uh, Ohio State, who's number two, they got the, the other first place vote in there. Michigan's number three. Like we said, TCU four. Tennessee only drops to five. Thought that was interesting. Uh, they fell three spots after losing on the road to the defending national champs. You know, the score made it look a little bit closer than the game actually was. For anybody who watched it, it was just dismal, dismal performance by Tennessee. But good for them. They get to hang around in the top five in the AP poll. Uh, Michigan did move up a spot to number three. And uh, for the first time in the college football playoff era, Alabama and Clemson lost on the same day. Like we said, the uh, Crimson Tide fell to LSU by a point in overtime. They end up at number 10. It's their worst ranking since 2015. <laughs> I 
This is fun, that funny. Alabama, you're number 10 in the country. It's your worst ranking in seven years. Uh, LSU jumped eight spots to number seven. That's their best ranking since they started number six in 2020 and then quickly deteriorated after the loss at UCLA. Um, Clemson, like we said, they fell seven spots to a season low, number 12 after losing to Notre Dame. Oregon reached a season high, number six. Bo Nix continuing to do impressive things. And then a couple of uh, Pac-12 schools in USC at number eight, UCLA at number nine. But LSU up there to number seven. Uh, Alabama held on to its top ten ranking and its streak of weeks ranked in the top ten. The Crimson Tide have a streak of 120 straight polls ranked no worse than number ten. That's the second longest streak in the history of the AP poll behind Miami, who did that from 1985 to 1993. But just to recap, one more run through the SEC teams. It's Georgia at number one. It's Tennessee at number five. It's LSU at number seven. Alabama at number 10. And Ole Miss right there at number 11. And that is the matchup we're going to get this weekend. As number 10, Alabama goes to number 11, Ole Miss. going to be an interesting one there. And just keep an eye on the future future SEC foe, Texas. They're back up there at number 18 in the AP poll. And uh, Liberty hanging tough at number 19, who just upset Arkansas. So there you have it. That is the latest uh, movement in the AP polls. And SEC teams having some good success there with five SEC teams in the top 11. Very top-heavy in the SEC this year. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. For your next listen, we encourage you to go check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.